0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to WillCast. Uh, Appreciate you stopping by, tuning in, liking, commenting, subscribing, all that good stuff. Alan Roberts, back for round number two. It's a pleasure to have you back. How are you doing, man? Doing good. It's a pleasure to be back. What is new in the world of Alan Roberts since we last spoke?
1: I think since we last spoke, let's see, we've launched uh, No Morbidity. It's our non-stimulant, non-thermogenic-based appetite suppressant. We kind of made it because... Like my wife and I specifically do weight loss and lifestyle coaching for people and have for years now. We probably coached about a thousand people from obese states to healthy weights. And one of the things we noted if we wanted to really help a lot of people was, you know, almost everybody that wants to lose weight really has like the drive to do so. But the thing that always gets them to fall off is their hunger. And we even, I I have a new book out called Beyond Willpower, The Hunger Management Method. But uh, this supplement helps people uh, control their hunger. It diminishes their hunger and increases their stress relief. So uh, four, four patent ingredients are clinically tested human doses. It's going really, really well. We're already in vitamin shop around the world, uh, being sold on our websites and stuff like that. So that's new. And then just, uh, we're continuing to just do the thing. Like the, the my channel size on YouTube has shrank by about 20,000 because they have me suppressed and stuff like oh that. But God. it's, I, well, I'm in like a weird scenario where it's like, I released the video, thousands of views, the like to dislike ratio, which people a lot of people can't see because they hid the dislikes because uh because that but like we can see it as creators. Like I'm getting like ninety eight percent approval rating and still just losing subscribers every single time I talk. But so you you're getting ninety percent likes? Ninety eight percent likes, yeah. Oh wow, okay. And then, uh, and, but we still lose subscribers every single time. I think it's the algorithm or whatever, mm. but I'm focusing a lot more on Twitter. Although my Twitter recently got hacked, <laughs> but I just got it back. Uh, yeah, the, they're, they're just not nice to me. Wow. So it's, but, uh, I just doing my thing. We're helping people get healthy. Uh, this I'm getting ready to get enter my hard training phase of the year. Every year I'd normally take like a lighter, just kind of, uh, mobility and, uh, like longevity stance from basically, uh October November December I normally just kind of uh do basic movements stuff like that just really watch my nutrition and it's also the time of year where I used to kind of downsize because I am really trying to downsize muscle mass Mm. but then I have I I was way too big I mean I'm gonna be 52 this summer so but uh then normally January through September I'm normally pretty intense and I I basically between muscle memory and stuff I build back a little bit but Uh, I'm just getting ready to enter that phase and, uh, we're pumping on along. We're probably be doing some live events here with, uh, my business partner, Mark Loveliner uh, from Tiger Fitness. He's also the business. He's the, he's a part owner of Ambrosia Collective, which is where we released our supplement on and just doing our thing, trying to spread the good word of, you know, being healthy and not crazy in 2023. Mm, Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's really interesting. You said you try to downsize. You don't hear many people say that trying to downsize on muscle, is there, uh, any health concerns about having bigger muscles?
1: Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer that the more mass you have on you, the, I mean, the harder your heart needs to work anyway. Like, uh, like yeah. your, your heart, your heart doesn't really grow. Like you can increase your cardio efficiency and your cardiovascular health and stuff like that. But like your heart is kind of one size, you know, if your heart enlarges, it's actually bad for you. So, mm. Uh, and that's why most athletes, uh, have slightly enlarged hearts. So I probably do. Um, but there's the thing called, uh, there's stroke frequency and then there's stroke volume. The stroke volume is how much blood actually gets pushed out of each beat, like how hard your heart beats. Right. And when it needs to push out like more and more volume, it beats faster and harder to supply oxygen to the entirety of your muscle mass, uh, and fat mass or whatever, just body mass. That's why one of the reasons why being uh, morbidly obese is very unhealthy for you is because your heart is only designed to pump blood to so much body. Mm-hmm. And if you have twice that body, it's not healthy for you. Um, I weigh anywhere from about, uh, about about 180 to 190 pounds. I don't weigh myself. So I'm just going off of what I look like compared to uh, when I weighed like two over 280 pounds, mm-hmm. right? And when I weighed 280 pounds, my lean muscle mass was somewhere around like the one fucking eight, like I had more lean muscle mass than I have complete mass right now. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just, the the smaller I am, the kind of the healthier I feel Mm. type thing, I'll probably get to the point where I'm about like full lean, like, like around, I normally lean out to around 10% body fat in the summer. And I'll probably weigh somewhere about the hundred, between 175 and 180 pounds. That'll make me happy. Uh, at, 10, at around 10, between, between like nine and 12%, that would make me very happy. One, it's just, uh, like I don't train for strength or anything like that anymore. Although pound for pound wise, I'd imagine I'm just as strong as I was before, if not stronger. And I'm definitely more athletic because I can move a lot better. Uh, even, even than a few years ago when I was younger, I mean, like I said, I'm going to be 52 soon, but the, the biggest thing I notice is like, I sleep better, everything like that. My joints hurt less. Uh, and, uh, I just it's more of a normalcy i train for like longevity versus now nowadays i train for longevity versus uh, strength Mm. so it's just kind of important to me to like be like kind of normal sized you know i've kind of been able to put the ego away of uh of of mass although it's not like i don't like still at 180 pounds you know i'm at five nine five ten i'm still i have a very 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 small waist when i'm fully dyed it down i got like a 27 and a half inch waist when i'm dyed it down so it's like I still have broad shoulders and all that. So I still like how I look, but I'd rather, you know, I'd rather train for, to be able to lift nine pounds, like a nine pound great grandchild when I'm 90 years old mm. than, to try, than to try to lift 900 pounds of anything,
0: Yeah, you know? Yeah. What does that process look like to downsize?
1: Honestly, I, honestly, it's just a matter of, uh, of food intake. Uh, I, I definitely have diminished my calories very, very low. Again, Use of uh, our hunger management method. I don't, I'm just not hungry. Like I've, I've controlled my hunger to the point where, on literally like uh, anywhere from 1,700 to 2,000 calories, I can be completely, completely satiated. I make it almost all completely protein, healthy fats. Uh, and when I do eat carbohydrates, they're normally uh, from vegetables, fruits. Uh, the rare, maybe once a week occurrence of eating something that's processed just for pleasure only to make sure that I feel satiated, not restricted because that i'm i'm the type of person if i feel too restricted i end up overeating anyway mm. so i just managed to uh to basically you know lower my calories down to the point where i'm focusing on keeping like i want to keep as much muscle mass as possible but i just want to diminish my body size and i don't necessarily like uh do like very 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 serious uh hypertrophy work i kind of do this longevity endurance work for a good portion of the year and even when I go back, like right now, I'm getting ready to start my, uh, my, first, my first hard training phase this week, where besides my wife's classes, which she teaches live, I join her in all the time. Uh, I use very low weights and I use a TRX system, a lot a suspension system training a lot. This year, I am actually adding a little bit more uh, lifting than I did last year, though. I'm going to do a little bit more deadlifts, deadlifting, I think this year, but I'm also going to do a combination of half sets or sumo, half sets or conventional, and I'm going to do it with much lower weight and kind of like, a, almost like a, uh, not cardio deadlifting, but I'm going to do you know five, five reps every minute on the minute, and I'm going to alternate uh, between sumo and conventional, and I'll do that for probably 30 minutes once a week. And it's a, that'll be my posterior chain day. And I'm hoping that it'll be minimized on my back. Cause I'm not, I'm not really squatting anymore. Uh, with a, with act, with an axray load, I, I goblet squat, stuff like that. Mm. So I'm just switching some stuff up, but I really just try to like, uh, not worry about like the mass mass too mm. much. Now, don't get me wrong. If I end up still end up like at 185 pounds lean end up at 185 pounds lean. It's still way better than 285 pounds mm, lean. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I just want to try to make sure like my entirety of my effort, uh, for almost the entire of the years to try to be as healthy as possible and live as long as possible. However, I mean, I, I'm in the fitness industry, so you have to have a certain look a couple of times yeah. a year, especially, especially my age, you know? So what we'll do is probably right around my birthday, which is in the end of July, that's probably when I'll be the most, like the most massive I'll get and the leanest I'll get at the same time we'll take a bunch of pictures <laughs> that week and then we'll use those pictures for a year that's what mm-hmm. i do now yeah. that's what i did this past time <laughs> like all the all the pictures you see i mean like now uh and and by the way for people watching or listening this is what almost every fitness person does uh that they end up like one or two times a year they take a lot of pictures wearing a lot of different things mm-hmm. uh for about a two-week period of time and then they don't look like that as much anymore yeah just you know, like because,
0: uh People who compete for mr. Olympia, right? They only look like that on that specific day They're literally on the brink of death uh, because they're so dehydrated Yeah, yeah.
1: and I, I don't I won't ever do I, the dehydration thing. I won't do like I just I just won't mm. like I, 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 I try to get, I see him my cat just yell at me <laughs> um, the The dehydration thing is just scary to me Like mark is a bodybuilder and I, I worry about him all the time with it we, we talk all the time like whenever especially whenever he was getting right ready for a show I was texting them like every couple of hours, like I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel, you know, like because it's just it's dangerous, but at the same time, it's these guys know what they're going through and that it's like a trade off that they do, you know. Mm.
0: Uh, at least they're not in denial of it, which is my my big thing, you know. Yeah. So you said you wanted to get down to nine to ten percent body fat.
1: Probably around ten. Like uh, the last time I was super lean, where I could like, I can literally see like the muscle fiber contractions in like in my bicep, yeah. like the full way. <laughs> It, it felt like shit. Yeah. It felt horrible. What is um... like, I felt I was, I, I was in 90 degree heat in Florida and cold. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like,
0: That's impressive. I mean,
1: it, it just, it, it just does not feel well. It's impressive, but it just doesn't like to me, it just does not feel that. No. Good, you know? And I just, I don't like, I don't, it's not that important. as important to me than it is other people. Like, especially I do believe it's different too. Like I'm not a bodybuilding coach and I'm not like a fitness coach necessarily. I'm a weight loss coach. You know, so there's very there's not that much reason for me to get that lean. Uh, so probably about probably about ten percent. Mm. But I don't. I'm, it's not like I measure it either. I will tell you this though. Once I get once I get very lean, like once I can just start seeing striations everywhere, I pay way more attention to how I feel than uh, than than the actual body fat measurement mm. type stuff.
0: So okay, that's very interesting because I always thought that you know, 10% and below is kind of starting to get unhealthy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I would agree. I felt like shit at, at below, at below 10, like felt horrible. horrible. I, I, that's why I said it. I, 10%. I didn't feel bad. Mm. Yeah. I was probably, I, I probably was honestly like, I didn't get calibrated or measured. I just looked like, you know, if you would compare other people that, that are at 10%, mm, okay. I had a very similar a look, Yeah, but I was probably, I was probably anywhere between 10, 10 and 12. I don't, I don't, I don't step on the scale normally. I, I step on the scale like twice a year, mm. and it's literally because of social media. That's it. Like otherwise, that I don't care how much I weigh as long as I'm healthy. Yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, and I don't, I haven't had my body fat recorded besides calipers, like a loose caliper thing, in years. Mm. So it's not, I've, I've never done. I don't do DEXAs and I don't do dunking or anything like that. It's irrelevant almost. I I just worry about like once it gets to the point where like like if I like if like this past year I could see striations in my jaw. No, never again. Wow not ever again you know but but that's the i mean i was still probably around like you know right at nine or ten or something like that mm. but at the same time like for me that's just i didn't feel good mm. i just i it's just i i absolutely that and i'm old man i mean i'm fucking ancient you
0: know do, so, do um the older you get do you need more body fat or is it the opposite because i know you lose tend to lose more body fat as you get older right
1: um, you you lose more subcutaneous fat, your skin, your skin thins basically. Um, but you don't necessarily need more. It depends on, that's more of a hormonal thing. I, I do think, but one, uh, because body fat, you know, if you're a low body fat, your hormones tend to, tend to lower down mm. also, also this year, like, I mean, I was on an estrogen blocker for a couple of years for my doc. I might be on TRT by, by the time I hit my 52nd birthday. We'll see. Uh, I'm put it off as long as possible because I feel good, especially I feel good now, but the, but the vigorous training, like last year got to be the point where I was like, "Fucking, not, it's not, not, I'm not, I'm not like even 40 anymore. Mm. Uh, but, um, I, I, it's a matter of, I think that would be a matter of more of a matter of genetics person, like where you live. Like I could never be super lean and live in Pittsburgh still Mm. like ever, ever we were just up there and I'm probably rocking like 14% Fourteen percent body fat, somewhere in there right now, and I was fucking freezing. It was cold as shit. Yeah. I just, I, I, I couldn't possibly do it if I was super lean, because, like I said, I get cold being like, at like low body fat in Florida. Yeah, you know. So, so now,
0: TRT is that testosterone replacement therapy?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, i I'm, have my levels checked here in about two months. Uh, I thought I was going to be on it last year, but the doctor was like, "You're still like, I was still like around seven hundred, and that's mm. good for me." Um, I don't want to like, I don't want to have like, like the superhuman T levels. Like a lot of people put their T levels up to the max of like a young person, like 1200. If I can just maintain mine at 700 or so, I'm, I'm happy, Mm. you know? Uh, but I just don't like, it's like, to me, it's more of a long, like, again, I don't, I, it's a longevity thing for me. Like, and there's tons of data that show that testosterone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy for women, especially for older people has an absolute quality of life enhancing effect and an absolute, uh, long, like help, help with longevity effect mm. staves off chronic illness and disease by helping to stave off obesity. Recovery time is better. Normal people don't want to sleep better stuff like that.
0: I'm super ignorant when it comes to testosterone replacement. Is it a type of steroid or? You broke up on me there. Do you hear me? You're there? I can hear you now. Okay. Weird. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, I said, um, I'm super ignorant when it comes to testosterone replacement, but is it, um, is it a type of steroid or how does it work?
1: It's uh, it's basically an artificial copy of natural testosterone, you know what I mean? So it's not a steroid, necessarily, I mean, it's still, it's, it's yes. Mm. i should put I, I, yeah i would never consider like i haven't considered myself natural anyway because i used dhea before and mm. i was on an estrogen blocker but absolutely yeah so i mean the thing is it's more it's prescribed by your doctor mm. more than the other the other crazy ones and it's like they it's it's coupled with uh a lot of blood work on like very regular blood work to make sure it's not too much or too little that sort of thing mm. and to make sure it's not having a effect on anything else in your health
0: you know mm when when people do steroids they their own natural testosterone production slows down right your body thinks it's not going to need its own natural testosterone because it's getting so much testosterone uh, boosted into your body my, right
1: yeah that's my understanding it's, it, it can be suppressive you know and a lot of times like that's why i mean i, I did dhea for years because like, you can buy it over the store over the counter at walmart mm. but that's one of the reasons why the doctor put me on the estrogen blocker was to make it so i could my body would uh would, would start generating back its own testosterone levels and it's worked really really well i'm, I, I'm not even on it right now so that's mm. i'm feeling good but the you know once a year we check the levels and again like i said towards the end of last last year's training block like heavy like like intense training i don't even call it heavy because i don't train heavy but last year's intense training block i can feel my age a little bit more than i than i had before mm. so i'm thinking that this year might be the year mm. If not next year, I mean, I I don't, I'm, I'm, as long as it's, as long as it's as healthy as possible, it's good for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that's, that's what I look at it. And a lot of times it's, I mean, it's, it is the healthier choice, not necessarily illicit ones or, you know, illegal ones, but you know, Mm. definitely if it's, you know, definitely if you're, if you, uh, if the test results show it and I do research on everything, I don't just listen, I don't just, I don't trust doctors at all anymore. Uh, so at all, at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially in America man, the stories we hear here in uh, Europe about American doctors and the things they just uh, prescribe with opiates and it's pretty scary. Um
1: well not only not only opiates, but for us in America, the medical error is like the third leading cause of death. Oh my god. Like like, like our healthcare system has its has a very high death rate all itself. Uh, something like anywhere between 300,000 or 450,000 people a year die from medical error in America. Oh
0: my God. Like, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A huge number, huge number. And, um, like I worked in healthcare for a long time and it's understandable why, because like while healthcare in America is very, very expensive, what people don't understand, it's not spent on the actual care level individuals, the administrative level. Like I was an admin, I, I was, I was a, an executive I was an administrator. I wasn't like, I'm not. A doctor. I'm not a nurse or anything like that. I mean, don't get wrong. I know a lot about health because of what I do, but also I studied up to the point where, like, I can have a debate with most people, especially about the topic that I talk about a lot, which is obesity and and health in that way and nutrition. Uh, I tend to believe, like, most a good portion of uh, the clients we've gotten in the last couple of years have been doctors, nurses, you know, physicians' assistants. About 40% of our clientele is from the healthcare field because they know so little about lifestyle and nutrition, but it's all administrative based, like the vast majority of the costs go towards profit, administration fees, administrators, stuff like that. So it's not like, uh, it's not like it's actually being spent on care. I mean, there's a reason why in America, they charge you $50 for a can of Coca-Cola in a, it, when you're in a hospital room. Mm, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, our, our, our healthcare system needs to be completely uh, dismantled and rebuilt from the ground up because we don't have like we don't have a preventative healthcare model in America. We have a treatment model. Like we mm-hmm. actually we don't really have we don't really have healthcare. We have sick care. Yeah. We treat people. We treat people that get sick, but we don't actually try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Like it, not not once in America did you hear any public health official, for the entire pandemic, talk about unfattening yourself or, or even trying to lead a healthy lifestyle. Instead, we locked everybody inside, had everybody order Doordash, and we were giving people Krispy Kreme donuts and McDonald McDonald's to fucking take, take the, the vaccine. It's insanity, you know, like if, if we were actually about health, if the healthcare industry is about health, we would be telling people, make sure you get plenty of exercise, get some sunlight. So you're not vitamin D deficient, uh, you know, go for a daily walk try to eat, you know, a minimal amount of uh, ultra processed food. There's some new studies out that show that ultra processed food uh, eaten more than 20% of your actual nutrition uh, has very, very, very severe effects on cognition, uh, like on, uh, on cognitive health and executive function of the brain, mm. meaning like the things that control self control, perseverance, time management, uh, task initiation, like those sorts of things, it has like a 25% reduction after eight years, if you eat 20% or more uh, ultra processed food. And the last studies done show that most of America eats about 50% of their total daily caloric intake in ultra processed food. So we're, as a majority in America, well above the level that would cause us over a time span to have very serious negative effects on our executive function of our brain. Like that's why we're all crazy, Mm. you know? That's why the rest of the world, because I have clients all over the world. That's why the rest of the world views America as stupid and crazy. Like, I mean, I know you do. Like, I know you do. Like, uh, what we do is stupid. Like,
0: a lot of it to a huge yeah. degree. <laughs>
1: yeah, a lot of it's really dumb. Like, just really, really, really dumb. You know. But but that's our country. I mean, I love America, but it's my country. We're 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 dumb as fuck. We really are. We're dumb as fuck because we listen to people that are in power without question. Like we, like we should question almost everything, Mm. uh, about, about what, what's going on, especially because, you know, the way our country is going right now, we have two basic parties and neither of them seem to be working for the people. They both seem to be working against against each other. And both of them, uh, like, uh, I'm a very strict constitutionalist, meaning I believe in the freedoms that are outlined in the constitution. And I see both of our political parties, our main political parties—I see both of them—kind of uh, stepping all over it and not trying to right the ship at all. They just want more and more and more control of our people. And the one thing I can say about America, what makes it the what makes it awesome, is that we're kind of the last bastion of true freedom in the world, mm. uh, where our government has should our government should have less say. And in the course of the last five or ten years, uh, well, even twenty, because when nine eleven happened, we had the Patriot Act get enacted, uh, and that was that took away. Privacy, basically, uh, and that's that's a problem that we need to write. So uh, we we have lots of issues here. Mm. That's for sure. <laughs> lots and lots and lots. We got a lot of work to do.
0: I wanna I wanna get back to this because that's uh, super interesting, and I wanna hear uh, a little bit later your opinion on what what the um, what we can do to to get the world back on track. I suppose, but. Um, I wanted to dive a little bit into something we talked about last time, and that's cancel culture and the hate and everything like that. Besides just getting hacked on Twitter, did you (laughs) experience uh, any difference on Twitter after Elon Musk bought Twitter?
1: Absolutely. 100%. Like Stuff stuff that I, I had been silenced for, that I still get silenced for on YouTube and on Instagram, I'm able to say openly and freely. And without, and not only openly and freely, but it gets good, good reaction and good traction, mm. you know? Um, now I haven't like my, my account got hacked about a couple of weeks ago. They got it back to me and I'm still there still have to do a few things on the back end, but I still get pretty good traction. Like I can't change my profile picture, my profile name right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's still that of the people that hacked me. So they're working on it though. Mm. But, um, yeah, a, a lot better traction, a lot more, uh, uh a lot more engagement like people were like hey I didn't even know you had a twitter like what the fuck are you kidding me yeah. like I mean like uh that's crazy you know but they're like now you're showing up all the time like a lot of people told me that like now my tweets show up all the time and it, I mean there is where I actually do share I like I try to I steer clear on the youtube channel as much and on not I don't give a shit about instagram to tell you the truth I really don't but uh they've deleted me like four or five times and t- and tiktok is like the seventh circle of hell. They've deleted me like a hundred mm-hmm. times. Like I, I really have an account there. I don't post to, I just get videos cause that's where all the crazies talk is. Yeah. Though. But, um, <laughs> uh, like on YouTube, I try to keep it fairly, uh, fairly just weight loss related because if you talk about the pandemic too much on YouTube, mm-hmm. they silence you even more, but like societal stuff on Twitter, the, the conversation seems to be much more open. Uh, like it's, easy engagement to talk about anything from, uh, you know, transgender ideology to like the pandemic. Uh, I don't even get like the, some stuff I don't even give a shit about, like the thought concept that we can't question the science, the science, you know, on other platforms mm-hmm. is kind of telling to me, uh, if I didn't have, I gotta be real. If I didn't have businesses, I would not, I would not be on social media. I think mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I, I think it is, I think it has deviated into, uh, a, Kind of a more damaging tool for society than it had a helpful one, you know, to a great degree. Like it allows for very serious, uh, uh, very serious catering of thought. Like you can, like you can uh, find yourself stuck in like a little microcosm of what society would be. Like look at like, and it depends on the social media platform. Like look at TikTok. TikTok literally has people. Like talking about how I'm 400 pounds, I'm healthy. You can't tell me any different. And if you try to like speak out against it, they delete you. Yeah, uh, you know. And I mean, that's not healthy. Like that sort of thing is absolutely not healthy. And the problem is, these are companies that take advertising dollars. Like I recently, like today, a minute, like a couple hours ago, I just did a video uh, breaking down 60 Minutes, like the show 60 Minutes, which is known worldwide, right? It's 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 a, it's a basically a news show from America. And they did a, a thing on these new weight loss drugs, and only midway between the between on YouTube that they mentioned that it was actually sponsored by the weight loss drug company.
0: Oh wow! You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. So it's easy on social media to get just like mis, you know misled. That's why I, I try to share as many actual studies and data as possible. Like one of the big things that got me canceled a couple of years ago was sharing CDC data and giving my interpretation of it. Like, I actually would use their numbers, which were massively inflated numbers of deaths, right? I mean, we all know that, like, they admit that only 5% of the people that are on on the list of the CDC died of it, right? And so 95% of people had, like, an average of four or more other comorbidities and the average age of life expectancy. So it was old, sick people that died a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, but these are the people that do the dying. And I was sharing this data and I got delete, like they deleted the video. I wasn't allowed to upload for weeks, you know, because like it was misinformation. I'm like, how the fuck is it? Misinformation when I'm reading from the CDC, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's uh, social media has reached a tipping point where as long as they it's not seen as the town hall, it's seen as a company, it's a problem. Like if it was a town hall where everybody had freedom of speech and expression, I believe that it would be a very useful tool for society to make uh the world much smaller but right now the way that like narrative narratives can be curated is not necessarily good and i don't even trust like i for real while i like twitter the way it is i like it a lot better than what it was i don't necessarily trust elon musk either uh i mean he like his life and our life like mine and your life he has no reference on what we go through on a daily basis like none he's like i mean it's billionaires to regular people it's like a different species you know like uh so it's not like i like his judgment is could absolutely be skewed by this you know or i mean owning twitter could help him out and he could see how more how the common folk live and maybe it might help society but at the same time like we shouldn't trust anybody like this guy wants to put chips in people's heads Mm, (laughs) (laughs) i'll pass you know I, i I didn't want the injection. i definitely. I didn't want the vaccine. I'm definitely not going to have a chip put in my fucking head. That's for fucking sure. You know?
0: But don't you think um, that's very interesting? Because um, once once people start getting chips in their heads, like, don't you think at some point you're going to get one too? Nope. Never. Never ever. Never.
1: Never ever. Never. I'm never ever, ever getting the. am never ever getting the shot either. I die. I'd die first. Mm. If they give me. If I get the COVID vaccine, it's going to be that they're going to be injecting my corpse. Mm. One hundred percent guaranteed. I I, I'll I'll die a free person. You know, I'd rather I'd rather, you know, I'd rather die a free person than that stuff. And don't get me wrong. I'm not against the chip thing for people that have like, there's very serious uh, from the data. There's very serious medical application for paraplegics, quadriplegics, um, people that might need a prosthetic where the prosthetic works as if it was, was, was a replacement for the limb, like the bionic man and stuff like that. I'm all for that shit, Mm. but so I can turn my TV on. No, thanks. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, no, you know, I'm not like, and like I'm, I just don't see myself doing that. Yeah. You know, like, no, don't get me wrong. If I was in a car accident, it would help me have use of my legs again, maybe, but I doubt it still. I mean, here's, here's a Like, this is no shit. Like this, this was one of the reasons that, you know, cause I'm all for medical advancements. I'm all for like data and thought process and everything like that. I'm all for that. But at one point in time, right when, um, right when the, uh, our government basically started the war in with between Ukraine and Russia because America government basically started that war. Um, right when that happened, they were petitioning Elon Musk to shut off all the Teslas in uh, in Russia.
0: And he could and I was do like,
1: like, I didn't. And he could do that. Like I mean, like so. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. I, I, I I guarantee I'm never buying a Tesla now. Like because wow. fuck that. Uh, that's not happening. You know, like, and, but it only makes sense because that's the thing. Like, it's another reason why we we need to watch. Like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, like what technology he's showing right now is like his technology he's had for a couple of years already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it wouldn't, like this man has spoken so much shit. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like guarded by Terminators at this (laughs) stage. You know, like and it's just something to watch for you know i think starlink is an amazing thing like his satellite system that's going to bring the world closer together but it could be massively dangerous because mm. then one person can control the flow of information yeah yeah
0: you know, that's like, it yeah he has scary you know, much power
1: oh it's i mean people have no idea like what they're handing over to him at all you know like and don't get me wrong like i said i i i, I so far he's shown to be an okay guy i like the fact that he's not for necessarily one side or against one side even though the left th- thinks he's against them i mean having equal representation does not necessarily mean he's against somebody but at the same time that's a lot of power mm, to have yeah. you know and and this could i mean when you have people that think like i think he plays like 40 chess while everybody else is playing checkers so it was almost like i don't know if you, you noticed but it, it was almost like he was trying to goad Apple and Google to kicking Twitter off of the platform. Right. And like, they they, like, they were trying to kick, have it kicked off the iOS store mm, yeah. and the Google app store. Right. Like I, if anybody thinks that Starlink was not created with at least a thought concept of him having his own smartphone based off of the Starlink thing. Like I, they've got, you got, you, you gotta be crazy. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like he's, it's a global network that brings Wi-Fi to remote locations. Yeah very clearly why he would be dumb not to think of building his own smartphone system his own smartphone network that he would have his own apps on and everything like that yeah. so he gets kicked off of if he gets kicked off of apple and google it's a perfect excuse like well they kicked me off so now i have to develop my own yeah. phone here's what i'm doing for you guys meanwhile he's you know a thousand dollars per person for a phone plus a monthly service mm-hmm. is a pretty good fucking deal for him you know. Like at no point in time do I do not think that he already has something in the works. I mean, he plans on going to fucking Mars, Mars, right? Like you don't think that he has some sort of like communication system that they're going to use on Mars between individuals. Like it's, you know, like I I find it hard to believe that that wasn't part of the plan and process to begin with. And that's a huge amount of power to, to give somebody, you know? And I just think he, like, I think he's a very, very like next level intelligent individual. And I think that, You know, he, him looking at world domination in certain ways is not above that type of thought process. Absolutely not.
0: No. Yeah, he's so interesting. Is he the smartest person alive right now?
1: Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I'd say that because I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some like eight-year-old kid somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, that just is not as famous or whatever. But he is definitely one of the smarter people. But at the same time, is he like? it, It depends on how you look at it. Like processing and intelligent wise i think absolutely but i don't know like i mean for all we know he's could have just really 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 smart advisors that guide his every yeah that's work. true yeah you know i mean like uh like andrew carnegie basically built a empire by saying i just hired people smarter than me mm. you know like like that was his true. like he oftentimes gave his success to uh the thought concept that like I just hired people smarter than me and managed them. That was his talent is, is noticing uh, smarter people than him. You and know? Steve
0: Jobs, right? Did the same thing. Same same thing with Steve Jobs. yeah. yeah.
1: I, mean, it's, I mean, if you look at Bill Gates too, Bill Gates is. It's not like he invented Microsoft. Like you know, like there's other people that were involved and shit mm. like that. I mean, fucking. Like at some point, at some point in time, you gotta wonder, like, like these, the, like we're talking about these people in the same light that we're, that we're talking about government in. You know, like that's how powerful these people yeah, are.
0: Yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Do you think that's the same thing with the president? Do in America? Do you think they have any say at all?
1: Uh, say yes. Not as much, nearly as much power as what people think. They're more of a figurehead than anything else. That and like, I just like. Are the, <laughs> I have a hard time calling who we have president president right now mm-hmm. because, and I'm not saying I'm not, here's my thing for people that are starting to freak out. I'm not, I'm not even trying to say that the election wasn't stolen. You'd have to be fucking ridiculous to think that there wasn't like some voting irregularities. I mean, you'd have to be in full on complete denial. Do I know if it was enough to actually sway the election? No, uh, but I can't prove it nor would I say that, but something, some crazy shit went on. But my point is like through either marketing and or like mail-in voting and ballot harvesting and all that, whatever, for all that bullshit. We literally elected a cognitively impaired elderly person um, to the most powerful, like the supposed most powerful position in the world. I mean, he is, I I worked in healthcare a long time with a specific focus on elderly people. Uh, He is cognitively impaired. I said it before the election. He's a cognitively impaired individual. um, And it's kind of sad, you know, maybe we shouldn't elect people Like maybe we should start electing some younger people, Mm. you know, and that might be be helpful. But also in America, Congress has a massive amount of power, even more than the president, uh, if you ask me. And those people have been in power for decades. And that's that's our biggest problem is we need term term limits and the complete revamping of our federal government in that way. Like there are they've become a ruling class when
0: they were meant to be representatives. Mm. Who do you think was the better candidate for this run? For this past run? Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was Trump. It was Trump? Yeah, abs- absolutely. I would like. I would never, like, I would never, and don't get me wrong, Trump's got plenty of issues and we can talk about those here in a second, but I'm never, ever, ever going to vote for anybody that runs on a platform of uh, suppressing my rights, of mandates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, talking about mask mandate and all that shit. Like, their job is to protect our rights, not tell us which ones we can have. Like, it, to, to, to even think that they should be telling us like how they're going to curb our rights as a platform, you got to be, I mean, it's insanity to vote for that, like insanity. Because I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. Like I'm close, more closer to Libertarian than anything, but I consider myself an independent constitutionalist, mm. you know? Um, and then Trump, I wasn't happy with, it, with Trump either, though. Like Trump pretty much enabled everything that's happened in the last couple of years with his weakness. And this is going to upset a lot of people too, but... Two weeks to slow the spread, not firing Fauci, listening to Burtz, not questioning the the models that caused everybody to possibly th- to close up. And then once the models were proven to be completely ineffectual and wrong, not like saying, OK, we're done with this shit, to even think about allowing the... Uh, the labeling of american citizens as essential and non-essential that basically right there is massively unconstitutional and anybody that ever even voted for it or went along with it should be removed from public office almost immediately it's it, building a two tier class system of citizen is in fact unconstitutional in mm-hmm. itself um, the whole uh, operational warp speed like, like why are we why are we giving all this money to pharmaceutical industries my thing was if we like okay if we needed if we needed one do the wars act and make them, and make them produce it, you know, but also the skipping of the trial steps. I mean, he fucked the world basically with operational warp speed, because how many people have been given this, uh, experimental gene therapy produced by, you know, historically corrupt companies in a historically corrupt industry that have liability protection. They can't even be held accountable. Should anything negative come about it in a fraction of the time it normally takes, to develop a regular vaccine, yet alone one that has never been tried before and then do it on a mass population level is just fucking, like, it's... And then then for him to be claiming, like, he literally claims, like, responsibility, like, oh, my vaccine, like, you can hold that shit, hang that shit on you. But uh, I, I, I truly, I think he's going to run this next time. And that, just to be, just to put everybody's uh, at ease, if it's between him and any Democrat, I'm voting for him. Uh, but I wish it wouldn't be him. Mm. I, I, I don't. I don't think that he's good for the country anymore. I think that he, like, helped identify a movement of people that just wanted to be free, but then uh, basically worked like worked avidly against that freedom. Mm. You know, and that, that, it's sad. But I think that his his economy before 2020 was amazing, and that's I mean, people should be thankful for that. And to a great degree, his foreign policy before 2020 was awesome too, because. He truly, I mean, there was a lot safer world. There was peace in the world, you know? But his pandemic, like the policies about the pandemic and what happened after that, just fucking horrendous. Mm. Horrendous, horrendous. Uh, Those are, by the way, those are the opinions of a weight loss coach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I wish I could pitch in here, but I'm really ignorant when it comes to American politics. Um, How did we even get here? We talked about cancel culture, Elon Musk... Yeah.
1: We were talking about cancel culture. I do think cancel culture has gotten better, by the way, in mm. America. How so? Um, well, I mean, like they can only cancel you so far. Like I'm, I'm proof positive. They've been trying to cancel me for years and years, way before the pandemic, like uh, the woke culture that started with fat acceptance and has morphed into all this bullshit. I mean, they've been trying to cancel me for years. and I still have businesses and mm. still like, I'm still going that. And it's just not, I mean, it's seen as how ridiculous it is right now. Like people are trying to say their words are violence. Like that that happens from a generation of people that, or, or a group of people that have never actually experienced or committed real violence. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like say whatever the fuck you want about me, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. What, what people think of me is none of my business, you know, but like, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. If you don't like it, you don't need to listen to me. You know, I don't listen to people what people have to say about me. You shouldn't have to fucking listen to me either, yeah. you know? But I do think it's gotten better and that people have seen how ridiculous it is because by their standard, anybody can be canceled. Like you can't, there's no, there's no, like they're pulling out tweets of people from 20 fucking years yeah, ago. You it's know crazy. What I mean? Like That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, as if you don't ago, change
0: in 20 years, right? right
1: <laughs> as if you don't change as, as if you're, as if you, you can't have evolving thought, you know? Uh, so and, I mean, I think that people are also seeing that the media can't be trusted. And the media is absolutely like nobody really trusts the media anymore in America. Mm-hmm. Like we realize it's not a free press, it's media. It's not actually journalism, it's media. It's production and publishing of content versus the reporting of happenings in the, in the world. You know, when you add so much slant to it and even like create stuff. And as we've seen with Twitter, there was the actual suppression of one of, 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 of opposing ideologies and thought process. Yeah that's not actual journalism. That's just, that's that's uh, that's content production on a massive scale. Mm. And I think people have gotten sick of it. You can tell by how like these companies, like the woke companies have all really mm. suffered uh, massive financial losses and stuff like that too, you know? So, I mean, I think it's getting better. Do I think it's ever gonna be perfect? No, absolutely not. We, it, I don't, I don't, I also come from the school of thought that I don't think that America's gonna last another 10 years, you know? In, in, in its current form,
0: what do you mean by that?
1: Like, uh, we we are we are so dichotomous in our thought process. Like, I have clients from all over the world and all over the country, right? I have a client right now that lives in uh, that lives in Seattle, Washington, I believe, or right around Seattle. Uh, and their life for the last three years has not been like it would hard, be hard to believe that this person and I live in the same country. Mm. Um, just because i have for the last three years gone about my fucking business gone anywhere i wanted gone into restaurants without masks like we were you know by may of 2020 we were open you know I, I went anywhere i wanted to at any time in any any way you know like we lived free went to bars went to nightclubs went to restaurants uh as if you know we we didn't basically pandemic here you saw mm-hmm. it when you were here yeah. like we we, we really didn't. I mean, people that visited here still tried to pandemic and wear masks. And that's how we know most of the time that they're not from here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but this person still lives in an area where it's like, you know, 90 percent of people masks, you know, like everybody gets their jab constantly. Like every two or three months, they're getting their their updated booster. Um, they have like the fucking, you know, children at drag shows and sh- like, like the, their culture has become so very foreign to mine, which is weird because in Florida, we're very like open to different lifestyles yeah. and stuff like that. The children, the children thing is the issue. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I talk about it all the time, but they're like the country, Western line dance bar. That's right down the road for me is attached to a drag queen bingo bar. Wow. You know what I mean, like the different, <laughs> like we're, we're, we're very accepting here. It's nothing to see like a dude walking down the street, cowboy boots, cowboy hat, big belt buckle, wearing a flannel shirt, holding hands with another guy who's wearing like a dress. It's nothing to see that i mean it just happens mm. and it's no big deal people don't give a shit. you know i think that the biggest line that gets drawn is like how the woke culture is necessarily treating children uh where and it's just so like our country and i don't know if you paid attention to it but when all this shit started happening people that believed in freedom of gov- freedom away from the government moved like a lot of people who like a lot of people left California and moved to Florida yeah, and Texas yeah. and Tennessee and stuff like that. Same thing, New York, Portland, or like Oregon and uh, Seattle. A lot of people moved away from these places because they weren't free; they were locked down. Yeah, like we were, yeah. we literally call Florida, Florida, the free state of Florida uh, in America. You know, so more people like we have basically started splitting into our groups. You know what I mean? Like we've basically started splitting into people believe in one thing and like people that live in Florida and places like that believe in another thing in the vast majority, right? So what this provides is instead of there being change and us kind of coming together as a melting pot, it makes it so that people become more polarized in their thought process. Because when you're around more people from the same ideology and same thought concept, it only gets more ingrained and it only gets more uh, prevalent and you know habitual. So now we have people that you know there's no it's way more way more conservative or i I like to say free uh based is what 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 i really call it in florida then and there's way more people that are woke as a percentage in seattle Mm. and washington so the sides became even more polarized because our geography changed in support right so what that does is it kind of splits the country just by that divide like California will highly likely never have a conservative governor because most of the people that remain in California, a lot of people that would vote for conservatives moved, Mm. you know? So it's like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the problem with this is at some point in time, we are going to reach a tipping point in culture and in America, like we're, we're reaching the point where the government is taking more and more control right now and that will be the thing. We have one side that wants the federal government to control a lot more aspects of our life. They want to be able to control speech, which is a huge no-no for our constitution. We have freedom of speech and freedom of press. And a lot of things, especially that's coming out like on Twitter, show that there is a very serious push to control speech like of, of Americans. And I'm a big per- believer that All speech should be protected. Mm, I don't give a shit what you say. You know what I mean? Like, no, don't get me wrong. I shouldn't be able to call for the direct direct violence against somebody uh, without it and and have it be amplified or anything like that. I think that that is, in fact, dangerous. But if I want to say that, like, if you've got a dick, you're a man, no matter what you identify as, that should be free speech that, you know, and I'm a big believer, like, while I don't appreciate people using racial slurs, I would rather them feel comfortable doing so. And the reason being is I want to know if somebody's racist or not. Mm. That way I know to avoid them. Right now, the way it's it's set up is it's, it's societal lying. You know, uh, political correctness is societal lying. Like we encourage people to lie directly to people's faces about how they truly feel. That doesn't change their thought concept. Like I would much rather have a racist person spew racist rhetoric and then have to answer for that racist rhetoric. And possibly realize the error of their ways or whatever. But if they, if they feel that it's suppressed and they can't speak it, it gets way more ingrained in them. Like we don't actually evolve that yeah. way. You know, I mean, and I just, I think that by suppressing speech and suppressing freedoms and uh, privacy, I think that we have a huge issue that will not be resolved where one side of the country kind of believes that the government should take more control uh, when that's actually unconstitutional and its Inception, like our federal government was formed to provide a common defense and to uh, protect the rights that are outlined in our constitution. That's it. Mm. And right now, as they try to suppress the constitu- our constitutional rights, they're acting outside the scope of the, of the authority of why the federal government was you know, was done. Like, technically, what I would vote for is like we need a. If we're going to stay together as a, as United States, we need a convention of the states to, in fact, kind of reboot the federal government you know, from the ground up, because it's grown so massive. They don't even like our government spends money that it doesn't have, like, and it has for decades, you know, like, our our government runs at a deficit, which means every single year, Uh, you know, so we we incur more and more and more debt every single year, like you couldn't run your house in America like that, I can't run my house in America like that. It's ridiculous to think that we should be able to incur more and more debt, like more money gets borrowed in the name of the American taxpayer every single year, versus us trying to actually do anything you know actually like stop that from happening and we just keep spending more and more and more money we just passed a 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill uh uh that's ridiculous i mean it's What's just it's, it's basically the spending bill for the government uh, and okay. it's 1.7 trillion dollars and we're, we give money away to other countries as if we have it like why can't like like our government doesn't answer these questions like why can't they borrow money mm. <laughs> you know why are we giving them money they could borrow it from us like the thing about the whole ukraine war that i didn't understand these people are like, ukraine is one of the highest producers of wheat in the world right highest exporters of wheat in the world why are we giving them money instead of exchanging and getting food product at a very seriously discounted price like if this person like if you needed money really bad say you owned like 10 cars right and you got in a financial way where, where you needed money from me really, really, really bad. Like, and I was the only person that would be willing to give you money. Why would I not why would I not buy your cars from you if I need it's like say I need cars, because we need food, mm-hmm. right? But say I needed cars. Why would I not buy your cars from you at a discounted price so I can give you a big lump sum of money? That way I'm getting something out of it and you're getting what you need yeah. because now you're more liquid. Like it's just not an actual. Like it's not beneficial for America. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, we need to defeat Russia. And my question is, why? I mean, like, should like how how does this affect us necessarily? Now, don't get me wrong. I want people to be free everywhere. But we're pretending that Ukraine has freedom and their citizens literally don't like they're an authoritarian government that has literally Nazis in their fucking in their military and they suppress any opposition and speech. Like, I don't understand why we're supporting this. Mm. And when I was growing up, you know, in the 90s, this is the type of country that America would try to liberate, you know? Uh, and so it's just, I mean, we're we're in a very weird state. Weird state. You're just letting me ramble about all sorts of shit that I, I'm not really qualified to talk about. I'm just giving my thoughts on it. No, that.
0: it's it's very interesting. And um, what was I going to say? So, so, okay, you don't think America is going to be the same in 10 years. So, is that for the good or for the bad? For good or for worse? Depends on how you, depends on how you look at it,
1: I guess. Um, I think for freedom, like I, I, what I believe is that if we are going to stay united, the federal government needs to be radically, radically reduced, mm. and we should stay united as as individual states as we should have been from the very beginning, as we're intended to be, because. Besides, uh, besides actual you know, common defense for, in time of war and protection of the rights as laid out in the Constitution that we're born with, everything should be up to the states, everything. So, excuse me, so to live, like if one state wants to have laws that you don't like, but another state has laws that you like, you can choose where you live. You can weigh out your choices, right? But if everybody is under federal rule, then it it, it, we're too vast and too we're too uh too different especially Mm. the dichotomies we have we're way too different for one federal government to 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 rule over uh in the way that they are like they they control everything from like fuck, dude they control every every they control so much aspect like there's things from like you know what plants people can grow and use in their own yard to like because i'm a big believer in this legalize it all Mm. Like, let people make choices. Like, we are free people. Show me, show me in the Constitution where it says I should not be able to grow weed or hemp or mm-hmm. anything in my backyard and use it. Like, show me. Show me how the government somehow has the authority to tell me what plant I can, I can eat, grow and eat or, or grow and smoke or grow and whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, to me, that's over the scope of the authority. And then this past couple of years, we literally gave the CDC... Uh, power, our government, not we, but our, our government gave the CDC power over several industries like the cruise line industry and all sorts of stuff. And like people listen to the CDC, um, uh, CDC recommendations as if these people have, have, I mean, for those people that don't know, the American Center for Disease Control and Prevention literally takes funding from the pharmaceutical industry in large dollar figures, Wow, like from, from big food, like sponsors of the cdc and the fda are people are companies like coca-cola pepsi uh nova nordics uh pfizer moderna they all give money to these entities in millions and millions if not billions of dollars and it's to me that's a direct conflict of interest so you have a you have an agency that is technically a government agency taking money from private industry that then approves what private industry can do and approves what american people can do about it like to me that's like, that's an overreach of, of authority. And I just think that people are overly sick of it. I do believe that we're at a stage in America where the tipping point will be reached because it became extremely mm. evident recently uh, that, you know, the CDC, the, F- the, the FBI, uh, a lot of entities of our government are not are not actually working in the best interest of the American people, mm. you know? And I just, I I think that in the next 10 years, there's going to be a reckoning about some stuff,
0: you know? So, yeah, Do, it's, um, has this ever happened in the history uh, of America? Of course, not to this scale, because obviously the internet enhances everything. Um, but was the world ever this sensitive and this screwed?
1: Um, well, we did have a civil war, but I don't think it was from sensitivity, you know, I thought, I th- I, but... Like you know, if you're talking about like how like the people are so in their fields yeah. right now, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Like I've never, like, it's weird for me because like, I'm easily old enough to be your father. Right. And what I find to be kind of amazing is I remember a time when people would like, you showed love by, by mean jokes to yeah. each other. Like that's like literally why, one of the reasons why I am the way I am, you know? And I think that it's been, dramatically just enhanced people are so privileged in america too like why the like life is so easy People, life is so easy in america like so fucking easy it's so convenient like i say this all the time and it really upsets people but there's no more privileged people on the planet than the american obese people Mm. like none and it really upsets because like right now we have a big push by media social media and even our government to kind of state that like obese people are a marginalized class of people that are discriminated against like motherfucker, like y- you are privileged as fuck. Like they're mm-hmm. like, they're, it's, it's amazing to me, to me how these people claim marginalization when there's people that's actually starved to death. Like I, I recently had people be like, well, I can't afford to lose weight. You know, stuff like that. Like people say shit like this openly, like because like I'm poor, like real poverty does not look like obesity. Mm. If you've been around the world, I've been a few places in the world. Real poverty does not look fat. Real poverty is they look like they're starving to death. Mm. You know, like they can't get food, afford food, anywhere like that. If you can talk on a thousand dollar smartphone, film a video that talks about how poor you are and you can't afford to lose weight. You're the biggest kind of stupid. I fucking think I've seen it's ridiculous.
0: You know, is um, this is really interesting because this is something I've thought of often that because if you want to go super healthy, like eating all, all organic, uh, grass-fed cows, whatever, grass-fed meat, it, it, it is more expensive than eating like in a middle way, for example, right?
1: Um, It depends on how you look at it. Is it more expensive? <laughs> Uh, not not necessarily like if you're a 300 pound person, you're likely taking in 3000 to 4,000 calories on a given day, depending on your activity level, hormone levels, age, that sort of thing. Right. And you're probably spending X amount of dollars. Uh, You know, so say we say you spend the same X amount of dollars on food of a higher quality, but it's only 1800 calories. Mm. Right. So it depends on what you mean by more expensive. Yeah. You also got to wait. You also got to weigh into the factor of, how much more expensive it is to be obese when you count in future healthcare issues, increase, even increase fuel costs on heart, heart and your carting your fat ass around. You know, like the the reality of it is, is it is actually less expensive to to be lean. Like my food bill dropped dramatically when when I started like eating less calories and downsizing. Mm. Like people, I mean, you just if you're eating less, anybody can afford to eat to eat less. Like if you're eating if you're eating shit food and eating four thousand calories of it, and it's causing you to be three hundred and some pounds, eat twenty two hundred calories of it, and lose fucking weight. Yeah, you know, I mean, like it's it's not it's not a matter of if it's more expensive or not, you know. Now the issues rise where that's not necessarily healthy because. The food that you're eating at 4,000 calories might be very low calorically, uh, very low nutritionally dense food. Yeah. And you might need to buy a multivitamin or mix in some fucking vegetables. But if you take the same amount of money and just buy less calories, but higher quality food, you will lose weight and be healthier uh, than than you would if you were fat. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, it's a to me, that's just a weird excuse that people use where it's expensive to eat healthy. Well, you eat less. Mm. I mean, you actually, I mean, if, if you eat, you know, $50 worth of pasta in a month, $50 worth of meat is going to satiate you way more than that $50 Mm, of pasta, you know? Or or even if you want to look at it this way. Uh, So uh, like like eight ounces of potato is about 140 calories. It costs about the same as eight ounces of pasta, right? Eight ounces of pasta is 400 calories. So 180 calories to 400 calories, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's what you choose to eat. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I try to, I, I try to eat grass fed and everything like that, but I normally go to a, like a local farm mm. and like a local farmer and eat and buy, buy local, because if anything, it's much less processed and it's yeah. much fresher when I buy it from the butcher at the farm mm. than it is when I buy it to the store anyway, yeah. you know, like if I can buy, if I could buy food that was like lived, grown, slaughtered and, and, you know, and processed uh, you know, 20 miles away versus meat from California. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a win-win for me,
0: you know? Yeah. I love the thought of knowing where your food comes from. I feel, I feel like also, um, my grandparents have this big garden, they grow a lot of vegetables and stuff. And it just, it just, when you eat it, it just feels better. I don't know what it is. Like it doesn't necessarily taste better to me. the 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 homegrown vegetables but there's something that just feels better immediately when you eat it yeah yeah
1: like uh, a huge portion of that is the foods like ultra processed foods compared to like vegetables and stuff like that are highly inflammatory like in of themselves Mm. like uh they're they're inflammatory agents in the body and they cause very serious systemic inflammation but also uh between like processed carbohydrates and ultra processed foods the like vegetables you eat are going to have a much higher, uh, like profile for micronutrients, antioxidants, you know, phytonutrients, those sorts of things too, you know? So it's actual fuel for your body. It's, it's food versus just energy. A lot of times, especially ultra processed carbohydrates are literally just energy. Mm. Like they're not, they're, they're not really food food. They're just energy and energy. Like, you know, carbohydrates are not essential uh, for people to ingest them, but they're not essential amino acids and fatty acids are essential uh, carbohydrates are literally just fuel.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the keto diet?
1: Um, I don't, you know, my, my issue with any diet is that if it's viewed or done in a way that it's a temporary thing, it is unhealthy Mm. because, uh, it, it then kind of, if you're, if you're using it for weight loss, especially, And it's a temporary basis that encourages weight cycling and that can be unhealthy for an individual. And it doesn't really help with health, lifestyle habits. Now, the beautiful thing about keto is that it's highly satiating. Mm. Uh, I I basically eat like if I, if I, if I eat, you know, twice in a day, my first meal is normally either carnivore or keto, Mm. it's either all protein and healthy fat or protein, healthy fat and vegetables like non starchy vegetables. Right. And then my evening meal is normally more well-rounded. If I'm going to have carbohydrates, it's normally starchy vegetables in the evening, you know, along with other protein and vegetables, you know? But, you know, to me, that's what works for me. I've known pe- some people that keto works really, really well for, and it's really the only thing that they could be on because they do have kind of a sugar addiction mm. and they have to stay away from anything that, like, in any way has a glycemic response in their body. Um, I like it, like I said, for the satiation factor. I do think it has the proper focus on... Uh, healthy protein amounts and amino acids and fatty acids, but to a great degree for some people, they find it too restricting. If you're on keto occasionally, and you occasionally have something just for pleasure, like we, that's what we do a lot more in our coaching, which is where like we have the person be kind of meticulous throughout the course of the week. And then one meal or one item a week just for pleasure. And then you plan out your next day's food to make sure that just in case you do have cravings from eating that, that you have, you know, ha- can get right back on to eating in a more normalized fashion. That way that the, the food for pleasure, which is what I, ca- I call ultra processed carbohydrates, mm. food for pleasure, mm. um, anything like flour or sugar, anything like that, that's just for pleasure only. It's not really food, yeah. you know? If you're gonna have a night of just for pleasure, alcohol, same thing, make sure you know where your next day's meal is coming from, have it planned out, have it already procured that way you're not tempted to just like continue eating in that fashion, you know, but keto, I like, I I don't, I don't mind carnivore either. I don't like people that get very uh, like tribal about, about eating patterns because it's the same thing as like the people with intermittent fasting. Technically I intermittent fast every day uh, because I technically eat between at the most an eight hour window. Uh, It's normally somewhere around five hours, four or five hours. I Mm. eat my first bit of food. Likely about three o'clock into my last bit of food about seven o'clock, normally almost every day. Uh, but I don't consider myself an intermittent faster because that's just my eating pattern. It's how I keep satiated. I focus on drinking about hundred and fifty to two hundred ounces of fluid before my first meal. And then I drink about another anywhere from you know, twenty five to fifty ounces of fluid, you know, after that, and you know, after my after my first meal. You and eat your that first fill- meal at three PM? yeah yeah and normally between between one o'clock and three i don't normally mm. like it, it's like kind of a loose thing for me that's why i say like my window is this or this but
0: isn't that literally know? intermittent fasting then
1: yeah but i don't consider consider it that it's just how i eat mm. like and technically everybody intermittent fasts if you sleep yeah you intermittent fast yeah. you know it's just a matter of what the window is you know mm. it's just intermittent fasting is just a fancy term that has been used to uh for marketing and monetization for people mm. You know, technically, like 70 years ago, everybody intermittent fasted because breakfast wasn't really a fucking thing. Uh, Breakfast is more of a a much more like in the last hundred years concept of a thing. Breakfast foods like being pancakes and cereals is even more in the last like 60 years Mm. than anything. And, you know, oftentimes like oftentimes people didn't have enough. Most 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 obese people should focus way more on their hydration first thing in the day and uh, then food mm. like like if, you, if you're morbidly obese you do not need your first meal a day to you know energize your day like you want your body to go towards your fat stores to be trying to grab energy from there so you can unfatten yourself a little bit you know
0: i did i did keto um for about a month and i did intermittent fasting where i fasted for 18 hours and i had a really hard time getting enough food in in that small eating window i ate two meals a day, mm-hmm. and I I think I have uh, well I do have a really fast metabolism, and mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to eat enough food. So in my fasting window, people say when you do intermittent fasting and keto, you shouldn't feel hungry, but I felt really really hungry.
1: I mean, it could be your age, it could be your genetics, it could be the food you were eating, it could be all sorts of stuff. Like if you were eating if you were eating sugar or sugar or carbohydrates in that time, well, you were doing keto, yeah, so. Yeah um yeah so i mean it could it could have just been a, like an undernourishing of yourself absolutely uh like i would argue that it's a completely different scenario for somebody like you you know what i mean who like you 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 are like you are and stay kind of in a lean state yeah uh, your body your body doesn't want to go into glyconeogenesis as, as readily as somebody that's same morbidly obese or even myself who's a, probably a, you're probably a little leaner than i am right now like my body will go to my fat stores rather readily, especially because I, I eat in that kind of fashion. Like I normally work out at like 11 on a completely empty stomach and like, it's all, I'm, I'm all in the fat burning zone mm. because it's, there's nothing in my system. You know what I mean? Uh, and especially this time of year, like the, by next week, I'll probably only take in carbohydrates, like actual carbohydrates besides vegetables, like non-starchy vegetables, like a couple times a week. So my body is very, very, very much, you know, going to my fat stores. Mm. And for me, that works. But I can tell you this: I absolutely can tell you this. Um, before I before I started taking our supplement, when I did get very lean, I would get I was much hungrier with with working out just because my body was like we're we we do not got much to fucking pull from. So it it then like went through the, the evolutionary response of making sure I was trying to be hungry. Mm. That the the issue I have with that now that I got to watch for is that like uh between the supplement we have now and our second sub- supplement that's coming out uh which i can't even release the name of yet because we don't have trademark yet but it's actually for blood sugar regulation glycemic response insulin sensitivity inflammation um when i'm on all when I'm on both them together like i have to watch because i can actually just forget to eat mm. uh you know wow. and that's that's the one thing i watch for but uh for someone like you you're already lean i would I, you know if i was you i would do the uh, uh, protein prioritization method, meaning like your first meal of the day would be all protein, your second meal of the day, protein, and you know, some vegetables. Uh, and then your third meal make it be a nice, you know, pro uh, nice mix of protein, veggies, and carbs. Mm. Um, that way you're getting in plenty of fuel, carbohydrates, and you're getting plenty of energy, but it should keep still keep you satiated longer in the day because, uh, you are taking in a meal earlier. That's all protein. That's very satiating. Then some like, protein and what would be nature's multivitamin being vegetables and stuff like that then through the evening you take taking a little bit of extra energy because you're very active
0: workout and already
1: in a lean state
0: you know yeah alan this has been an absolute pleasure as always Man, thank you very much
1: and like i said uh i'll send you a message when we're uh after we're done here i appreciate you having me on let me know when this comes on but then maybe i'll have you on the channel here uh, here in another week or so yeah okay? absolutely that would be awesome Go ahead, uh, here at
0: the end, go ahead, plug away anything you want plugged.
1: Well, my name is Alan Roberts. Uh, You can find me on Alan Roberts on YouTube, the MFing COO. That's the MFING COO on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can check out our coaching. We do lifestyle coaching where we focus on satiation, satisfaction, appropriate fitness level activity. We focus on good habits around Hydration, sleep, stress relief. We make sure the person does not feel like they're on a diet ever. Uh, if we, you feel like if we're your coach and you feel like you're on a diet, we've made some mistakes. We go back and make adjustments. It's daily communication and weekly video conferences via our app. Uh, we also have no morbidity. It's so a non-stimulant, non-thermogenic-based appetite suppressant. I just had somebody report back in after being on it for six months. They lost twenty-five percent of their body mass. Oh wow, uh, which is amazing, awesome. and they're complete in a state of complete controlled hunger. Uh, better stress relief. You can get it at Vitamin Shop and at uh, AmbrosiaCollective.com. And man, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you.
0: Awesome. And to the viewers, thank you for tuning in, liking, commenting, subscribing, all that good stuff. Take it easy. Peace. Take it easy.